Welcome to episode 124 of the Rich Roll Podcast. Ask Me Anything with Julie Pyatt. The Rich Roll Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Rich Roll. I'm your host. Welcome to my show, to the Rich Roll Podcast. I'm here with Julie Pyatt. Hey. Hey, Rich. How's it going? It's going awesome. Do you know what I do? I do. A little, I know a little bit about what you do. Well, Probably more than most. I'm an ultra-endurance athlete. I'm a best-selling author. I'm a wellness evangelist. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm a husband, and I'm a father of four. That's what do you true. do? <laughs> what are some of the things that you do, Julie? I don't do that much. I sort of just oh, watch you do, you do what you do. That's not true at all. You do all those things and more. Um, do you really want me to say anything about me? Just fire them off <laughs> okay, bullet, fire bullet point. But see, I'm style. a yogi, I'm a chef, I'm a renaissance artist, I'm a musician, I'm a mother of four, um, I'm a, what am I, spiritualist, you're a, you're a wife. meditator, I'm a wife. You're a chef. I said that already. You did. Yeah, All right. I did. So Plenty I do some of those things. I've been coming home lately, walking into the house, and Julie's sitting on the floor in the main room of our house practicing her sitar. <laughs> like, we have this huge sitar. You're getting pretty good at it. Thank you. It's pretty cool to watch. It's been really amazing, actually. I it's, mean, it's like the hardest instrument to learn, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I, I think I had that same kind of thought before I began, but actually it's, uh, you know, it's like anything. It's music. It's universal. It's been around for thousands of years and there's been many, many people that have played, of course, you know, not at a Ravi Shankar level, but, um, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's quite beautiful. And, um, surprisingly I'm, I'm learning it. <laughs> well, what we should do is just have you record a couple bars, riffs. We can just use it in the podcast. A okay. Bit, That'd be cool. What That'd be think? awesome. Yeah. That'd be good. Well, do you know what we do here at the show? I know what we do here at the show. <laughs> you? Yeah. Each week I sit down with the best and the brightest, the most forward thinking paradigm busting minds in health and in wellness and in fitness and in sports and in nutrition. And, and it's been amazing. Spirituality and in entrepreneurship. Why? Why do I do this? You do it to inspire all of us and to, help, to help us you, live. all of us, discover, uncover, unlock, and unleash our most authentic, authentic selves self. together. That's right. But we're doing it a little bit differently today. Not that you're not one of the best and the brightest. You're oh, certainly a paradigm thanks. breaker. <laughs> but this is uh, our second stab at the Ask Me Anything question and answer format version right. of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much to everybody who uh, tuned in for our first one, which we did a couple of weeks ago. I thought it went pretty well. It the feedback pretty well. was pretty good. We're showing back up. There seemed to be a demand for us to do it again. So you guys kept sending in your questions, things you wanted us to talk about, to ask about, to pontificate on. So that's what we're here doing. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be mixing it up too. I'm going to start bringing in some other uh, guests. Oh, you're to sit kidding in your me. Chair. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. going to rotate you out. I'm so bummed. <laughs> now I already talked to Preston Smiles about it. He wants you to did. do it too. He'd oh, be cool. good too. Yeah, I, I think uh, Charlie Knowles would be cool mm -hmm. to do it. I don't know. We'll figure it It'd out. It'd be great. But don't worry. Your, your place in the show I'm is secure. I'm not worried. You're I'm not. not worried. All right. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get into these questions? No, I'm just prepared to be of service. We're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel. 
But what you wear isn't just clothes. It is, without a doubt, technology. Technology that can make or break a performance. And I can tell you, after spending two full days meeting with the apparel wizards at On Labs in Zurich, that On is innovating in this space like no other with next-gen premium fabrics and just this heightened level of sophistication and precision and testing and development and intentionality previously unheard of that puts them just miles beyond the competition. I've been rocking On's high-performance running apparel, including the long tees, the weather jackets, even the climate jacket, all super lightweight, tailor fit, built to move, and just gorgeous to get you out and get it done in fleet foot comfort, no matter the weather. I'm super proud to be a brand partner with this impressive team from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to on.com slash richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices. It's a real problem a problem I'm now happy and proud to share has been solved by the people at recovery.com who created an online support portal designed to guide, to support, and empower you to find the ideal level of care tailored to your personal needs. They've partnered with the best global behavioral health providers to cover the full spectrum of behavioral health disorders, including substance use disorders, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, gambling addictions, and more. Navigating their site is simple. Search by insurance coverage, location, treatment type, you name it. Plus, you can read reviews from former patients to help you decide. Whether you're a busy exec, a parent of a struggling teen, or battling addiction yourself, I feel you. I empathize with you. I really do. And they have treatment options for you. Life and recovery is wonderful, and recovery.com is your partner in starting that journey. When you or a loved one need help, go to recovery.com and take the first step towards recovery. To find the best treatment option for you or a loved one, again, go to recovery.com. What is the meaning of life? What happens when we die? What is our purpose here? If like me, you ponder these delicious existential questions, I have got just the thing for you. It's called Soul Boom. It's a podcast hosted by everyone's favorite best friend and my friend, the deep thinking and deeply hilarious Rain Wilson, where he communes with intellectuals and entertainers, theologians and philosophers in intimate exchanges that tickle the mind, heart, and yes, the soul. Subscribe to Soul Boom on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media.
Well, uh, we got a whole ton, and uh, they ranged from very broad to incredibly specific. <laughs> Some people would ask questions that were just so specific to their certain situation that I didn't feel like it was appropriate to address in this format. But, really? But there was one um, kind of consistent theme uh, that, that went through a bunch of the emails, which was about uh, the morning routine. And I think that's a good uh, thing to talk about because that's something that mm -hmm. I've been kind of focused on lately that's an evolving thing for me. It's mm -hmm. certainly an area where I needed to uh, look at and improve upon, and that's what I've been doing lately. But the question basically is, you know, how do you start your day off right? What's your morning routine? How do you, you know, what are the things that you do when you wake up to get yourself ready for the day? So I can talk about what I've been working on, but why don't you like sort of lay the foundation for what you do or what you think is important for people to think about? Well, I guess uh, I would say that establishing the morning routine for me in its most powerful form is is in the wee hours of the dawn before the sun has come up and you can and do the 4:30 no thing but it's again. just it's <laughs> you know you asked me to share my experience yeah, that's the truth of what it is so i can't you know i can't say something else just you know cuz it's more comfortable Go for, for the masses or whatever so but i mean i would say as a mother of four and you know my nephew lives with us and we now have you know we now have nine members living in our community plus we just rescued two beautiful beautiful dogs so we now have 11 beings living in our space and right we'll explain that a little so it's a it's you and me and it's our four children and then we have two dogs and, and then my we nephew have, and then we have yeah harrison and then drew and rain and drew who live and, in the airstream live in the air yeah that's so. right so it's like yeah. at any given time the there's, commune there's we're gonna start throwing people. down yurts yeah. and it's just gonna be a yeah. full-on it's always been my dream moony. anyway <laughs> don't use that word <laughs> it's gonna be a right. transformational experience but anyway so with that comes i mean it's it's uh it's hard it's hard to um it's challenging i would say uh, sometimes I will be in a space where I'm ready to kind of drop in and suddenly five people will walk through the door. And I have that moment of, I can't believe you're walking in right now. <laughs> and yet at the same time, um, you know, that's, that's what's happening and it's in alignment. It works for us. So especially after the first of the year, I mean, I had a full moon uh, meeting with my band who also happens to be my sons, uh, Tyler and Trapper and also Harrison. And we were really, really setting down structure. So we're cleaning out clutter, you know, opening up spaces and we're establishing very, very strict, uh, you know, f structures, I won't say structures, but structures around our life so that we can creatively bring in what we, you know, the power of our deepest visions and greatest visions, most expanded um, dreams that we're actualizing right now. So for me, what that means for me, being the mother of, of all these people and holding that energy is that I have no choice but to get up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning because right, I mean, if wait, I don't have, if I don't do that, my day is already taken by everybody else. Right, as everybody too many people inter yeah. inter intervening. In and I mean, at, you know, 6 o'clock, Ty, Ty's coming in, you know, to get ready. And we kind of had this, ri this ritual where we have this, you know, sort of superfood latte together that we create. So, you know, it's a mix of sometimes it's Brazil nuts and fresh coconut and then, you know, warm water and a date. You know, sometimes it's hemp seeds and ginger and turmeric. But we we have a kind of ritual where we sort of sit together and, you know, we drink this together and then he goes off to work. And, you know, that's kind of a special thing for a mom to experience with her 19-year-old at this moment in time. And so... 
um, you know, I'm reticent to say, hey, you know, let's, I got to go or I have to go meditate. So I just have to get up earlier. So a lot Mm -hmm. of that comes, you know, and for me also, I will just add and then, and then I'll let you have the mic. And that is, you know, there's a preparation for the morning as well. I'm not only addressing spiritual issues or topics or, or inspiring things or things that will help me break through barriers in that morning hour. I'm sort of preparing for it throughout the day. So oftentimes in the evening when I'm practicing sitar or, you know, I will seek something or find whatever I need for that inspiration and it will set up the next morning. So I'm not, I'm sort of prepared for the morning when it arrives, when it arrives. Right. But anything else about your morning routine that's sacred or you think is important? Like I'm trying to distill it down to very specific tools or practices. I have to give away my deepest secrets? No. <laughs> no you I don't, don't have to do anything. No, I don't but... know. I am, um, well, again, it's like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I believe rising before the dawn is very, very powerful. Um, washing your hands, your face and your mouth. So if you, if you want to um, sort of imagine that you're going to sit down and you're going to speak the to the divine, to the, like the most expanded consciousness, you don't want to sit down with bad breath or with an unclean body. So um, there's something about that, washing the hands and, and feet, um, you know, brushing your teeth, drinking a clean glass of water with lemon. And then depending on how you are, you know, I usually light a candle, then I have, you know, some kind of tea. Um, and then I do my vis- my visualization, set my energetic space, which involves really a visualization. Um, and then uh, I dive into meditation after that. Okay. Is that specific enough? Yeah, that's specific enough. I mean, all right, so here's where I'm coming from. Uh, you know, I'm an insane, obsessive, compulsive personality. And my proclivity, like my, you know, my default setting, my preference is to wake up, spring up, immediately check my email, get online and get out of the house as fast as possible so I can start my day because every minute not being productive is a minute wasted, right? And life is short. Uh, this practice... <clears throat> it's insane. Has got, yeah, it's gotten me so far, but it's also running me into brick walls and it's not serving me. And as I want to say on this show and in life, the road gets narrower and certain practices that I have been able to kind of live with or, or get away with throughout my life suddenly become no longer workable in my life. And I have to let them go or I have to look at them and I have to try to find a better way. It was true with drugs and alcohol. It was true with food. It's true with exercise. And, you know, it's becoming more and more true with other things like watching television or checking Twitter on my phone. All these things that are distracting me, removing me from the moment, making me less mindful and ultimately less productive, less engaged with those people around me that I care about and making me a less uh, fully actualized human being. So the morning practice, the morning routine is certainly part of that. And part of my 2015 is about setting up structures for uh, a better way of doing this that is um, counter to my instincts. And if you look at the habits of the most successful people in the world, I think there is a consistent theme. Uh, And some of those practices, well, one of them that's pretty consistent with most people that accomplish tremendous things is they get up really early in the morning. Yeah, Most I would have do. to agree. You know, whether you're Richard Branson or you're not sleeping. I mean, even the 11. even the even the Rock on his Instagram, like he Instagrammed his uh, his his wake up call, his alarm on his iPhone. He gets up at three forty five in the morning to go to the gym. Right? He doesn't sure. have to do that. Mm-hmm. So so developing a habit of 
rising early. Um, and that, that involves like getting good, good sleep is important. So that begs the question of what your evening routine is also to prepare yourself for the night. And we could talk about that maybe on a different podcast, but rising early, whether it's 4.30 or some other, you know, number, but pre-dawn I think is important. And then also developing a specific practice of deliberate mindfulness in the morning to prepare yourself for the day, whether that comes, you know, and you'll see that in different forms with different people. But I think uh, sort of being slow, deliberate, preparing, visioning, journaling, meditating, these sorts of things are really important to set a tone and a trajectory for how you're going to navigate yourself throughout the day, as opposed to being reactive, you're being proactive. So this is something that I've been um, putting at the very top of my list. So what I what do I do? I get up. I could be getting up earlier than I've been getting up, but I've been having you issues with my you sleep. You said too. it. I didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need to. I need to look at that. <laughs> Sleep's very important to me, though, and I, my sleep's been very erratic lately. Um, and then uh, water with lemon juice or apple cider vinegar shortly upon awakening to alkalize the system is important. And then I make myself some tea. I've been drinking black tea in the morning, although I probably should be having some pura tea or some maybe some reishi Pour tea or something instead. Yeah, for interesting teas, go to livingtea.net. That's the place to get and that's the good. That's our dear friend Colin who will hook good you stuff. up. Mm-hmm. He works with Wuda. Exactly. If you listen to Wuda on the podcast, I got a lot of questions about tea also. Okay, we good. We'll, we'll do that but, later. So make myself some tea. And then uh, I go upstairs and I have a little routine, uh, a meditation routine where I recite some visioning words. <laughs> uh, in great faith and in, trust. In, in faith and trust, right? And that's a very personal kind of thing that I do. Uh, and then I do a 20-minute meditation. And I've been playing around with the Headspace app for that, which I found to be great. Um, I think it's very it's a very accessible uh, practice. It's very beginner friendly, but it's also tried and true practices that would work for anybody. And so that's a 20 minute kind of guided meditation that I do. Um, And it's been great. You know, I've been doing it. I don't know. I've been doing it now pretty much like 40 some odd days without without interruption. And uh, I've already noticed some pretty significant changes. What are some of those changes? uh, Well, on the physical level, a really interesting thing is uh, (laughs) I have fingernails. That's crazy. For the first time in my adult life, I've always compulsively like picked and chewed my fingernails down to the quick where I have like bleeding cuticles and it's just a nervous kind of anxiety thing that I've always done, right? The like as far time as long I've as you've known, known, you, known me, right? I, like I'm always no fingernails. No fingernails right? ever. No. And now I have actually broke a nail uh, two days ago. It's the first time I've ever it broken be- a nail because I've never had fingernails. Let me see those. Hold those up. So. See, they don't even look like your fingers. It's I know. Shocking. Now they're like too long. Like I no, need they're to- fine. Just it's just weird. Enjoy them. They're not like, you know, flamenco guitar long. They're just they're just like a, an eighth of an inch, but they're just not, they're not chewed. That's crazy. And so what do you, so, what do you attribute yeah, that to? Yeah, I have compulsively chewed them out of anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not even a conscious act. Like I don't even know that I'm doing it. And suddenly that stopped. Right. That's which interesting. Is like without a conscious decision, it wasn't like 
my New Year's resolution is I'm not going to, you know, bite my fingernails anymore. Like I didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. It just suddenly it just wasn't happening anymore. And I looked down, I was like, wow, I have fingernails. What happened? (laughs) That's amazing. And the only, what is the variable? Like if you're doing an an experiment, like what is it? Well, the variable is this morning routine. Meditation. So if that's what's happening, like in the physical realm with my hands, my fingers, I think that's suggestive of an inner kind of calm or peace that is starting to take root. So that's interesting in itself. And I've noticed just as I go throughout the day, I'm just more mindful and grounded. Like I'm still human. I get riled up. I get reactive. I get angry. I I get all of those things, but, but it's just a little bit, I don't know. I'm just, I'm productive. I'm economic and efficient in the use of my time. I'm less reactive and things just tend to, they seem to be going more smoothly. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, this is just one of the things and it's like, you know, in, you know, yogic tradition, it's like, you know, um, you don't quit anything. Like you're not suppressing anything. You simply go into the practices and then you may wake up and find yourself transformed. You know, it's, it's the other way around. So, um, it's very powerful and you're experiencing a very visceral physical demonstration right before your eyes. Um, that's a wonderful um, like leg of, of proof for you to grab onto mm-hmm. and continue on your exploration. Right. And so, all right. So I do the, med- I do the, the recitation, then I do the 20 minute meditation. And what is that meditation? Are you following your breath? Are you... Yeah, it's, a, it's basically a following of the breath, mm-hmm. you know, and and Andy from Headspace kind of guides you through it. It's I'm like, having okay. him on the podcast, oh, <laughs> which awesome. is great. That's good. Uh, but I, what I like about the Headspace app, um, you know, listen, I've tried tons of different kinds of meditations. I'm not a newcomer or a beginner to meditation, but what I've always struggled with is being consistent in the practice. I have fits and starts. And so what Headspace has been most helpful to me with is creating momentum and consistency because it's an app and they're like, okay, you're on day seven. Now you're on day eight and you right, kind of feel so you like, can chart it. oh, you, yeah, you can mm-hmm. chart it. it. It keeps, you know, it keeps track of it for you. It'll send you an email. You did, you know, four days in a row without you know, whatever. Um, and just on a weird kind of like semi unconscious level, you just feel like, oh, I have to, you know, it's like that app compulsiveness, <laughs> you know, like right. I don't want to break the, there you're still, you're break still the on thing. an app, I know, right. so awesome. but it's working for me. Well, you good. know what I mean? And Go I, and, and just, I'm enjoying it. So, That's you know, I would suggest that. And then That's what good. I do after that is I have a little, uh, like moleskin journal and then I do Is that a, vegan moleskin? It's, it's not real moles. We better make and sure. make it out of mole. Well, whatever. I have a little <laughs> journal. I don't know. I should check that you out. It's not made out of leather. I don't know. I is it? not. I, mean, I should look. It's just another so. one of those things we have to clear out. No. Um, and I do a gratitude list. I make a list every morning of the things that I'm grateful for. Oh, that's good. And then See, I do. See, I'm learning I this like, for the first time too because this is his private. And then thing. I do. Uh, and then I do like a mini journal. Like if I have more time, I'll do a full like sort of artist way three pages of journaling. But it's like how many things do I have to do in the morning before I get going? So I kind of truncate it, and I usually just write down a couple sentences and then also just to free my mind. Like sometimes when I'm meditating and I'm always trying to bring my, you know, bring my mind back to the breath, like a, a thought will enter of course, and then it leaves and I'm bringing my thought, you know, I'm trying to bring it back to the breath. I'll jot those things down in a journal, like the things that keep coming up in my mind that yes. are kind of preoccupying me. So at mm-hmm. least they're on paper and I can kind of dismiss them from, you know, looping in my right. head. Right. 
That's and good. then I brush my teeth and I get dressed and I either go train or I go to work depending right. upon the day. That's so that's great. the morning routine. But I think Happy it's working for whatever you. you're, I'm not saying that that's what everybody should do. That's an example of something that's mm-hmm. working for me. Yours is a little bit different, but I think the, the message is decide upon, make a conscious decision about how you're going to spend that time in the morning as opposed to just waking up and being reactive and being on autopilot. Um, that's right. And I think that because those, those, you know, those first, that first hour of your day is super important. And I think it's a, a time of the day where you want to be conscious about um, the actions that you're taking. And setting and, it up yeah. in the right way. Exactly. Yeah. And if some of you are more like me and you're ready to dive in a little bit, little bit deeper and, um, you know, my meditation on the Ritual website is extremely powerful and it mm-hmm. consists of a few different techniques, but the first one is a humming practice, which has been absolutely transformational for me. And I've seen it work with children and, you know, experienced meditators, beginning meditators, and it's basically a humming practice. And so you hum into your heart center and then you listen to some uh, mantra that is uh, um, from, it's to Ganesh, which is the uh, remover of obstacles, this amazing elephant boy deity. Um, And then it has a very powerful sealing practice, which I really, really feel is essential for all of us in the world today. It's learning how to manage your energy field and how to seal yourself so that you know what feelings are yours and what feelings and emotions are others that should not be in your space. So if you have a desire, you can check that out. And uh, I would suggest committing to it for a set period, like saying, I'm going to try this for 21 days. You know, or 40 days and then just do it without judgment and see where you're at at the end and maybe you'll have really long fingernails maybe you will it's <laughs> frightening alright let's move it along um, there was also a series of questions that were all very similar about resources books we read podcasts we listen to website resources etc cetera, etc cetera. so just mm-hmm. to kick that off Anne Anne, Anne Holmes Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. From British Columbia. Wanted to know, among other things, can you recommend five books that inspired you along the journey? Do you have five books that From each of us? Yeah. I I made a little list. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, There's so many books, but I was trying to think of what are the core ones that have been the most profound or impactful to me. Um, It's hard to make that list, but I would say that... Uh, well, the top of that list would probably be the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous because I, you know, that's huge for I, you. Yeah. Well, I got sober with that book. That's right, man. I still Without that, you wouldn't be time, alive. So. so I'm reciting it constantly. So that's probably at the top <laughs> of my list. That might <laughs> not be everybody's, uh, hopefully <laughs> not. not everybody needs that. Actually, there are tools in that book that are applicable to everybody, I'm wherever sure. you are. Like these steps are really kind of revelatory for everybody in their journey and process. So that's one, uh, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Has you been love that one. Instrumental for me. Um, it's about sort of unlocking your inner muse and getting in touch with your more creative self, developing that connection, that relationship uh, with the best part of who you are and, and learning tools and ways to uh, express that in your life. So I would definitely suggest that one. Similarly, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, hugely important hugely important book to me. It's about uh, overcoming uh, procrastination and learning how to be creative and be able to express your voice. It's 
a fantastic book. It's a super short, easy to read book too. Hmm, I haven't read that. Um, Autobiography of a Yogi, of course, by Paramahansa Yogananda, the classic, is an amazing book. I've read that at least three times. Must read. I would suggest that one. Uh, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, Tolle is. I, I've always said it Toll, and then suddenly people are saying Tolle all the time. I don't know. We always said it Toll. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. Read that one he doesn't care. Ago. Trust me. <laughs> I don't think he does either. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a must. I mean, everybody yeah. kind of knows that that's book, but even so, that and he also mean wrote any his new book, impactful. The New Earth, which is also amazing. It's mm-hmm. an amazing perspective. Those right. are huge. And if you can get uh, Power of Now on audio with him reading it, you will get zapped through his the little through the CD. It, no, it's amazing. I mean, he will. You will receive some transformation from listening to him. That's amazing. Right. All right. So Artist Way, Autobiography of a Yogi, War of Art, The Power of Now, and The Big Book. So that's okay. a, that's like a starter pack. It's a starter pack. You know? And then if you want to go to the <laughs> yeah. next level. <laughs> what kind of craziness you do you have next, down If you want to go to outer space, then come with me on this journey. No. So I would also have to say just Autobiography of a Yogi, you, I had it written down as well, but let's just say Divine Romance or any of the other, you know, many, many, many books that Yogananda wrote. I also want to mention uh, his, there's a film out about his life right now. It's called Awake. Mm-hmm. You can go, uh, I don't know, search it. I think it's awake.com. Um, I saw uh, the film on Sunday. It was extraordinary footage of him and of um, Sri Yukteswar and uh, Anandamoy Ma, and it just it t- took my breath away. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and it was his birthday yesterday, and uh, I learned some things that I, I didn't know th- from the film. And um, if you get a chance to see it or organize a screening in your town, uh, please check it out because it's it's really, really exceptional. Um, so I would also say, um, uh, okay, so one really amazing, amazing sort of guidebook um, that really sort of was with us through many, many trials over the years where we were being dismantled and kind of reconfigured. So if any of you are going through that kind of very sacred experience right now and you know things are pretty intense, um, pick up a copy of Oneness by Rasha. And Rasha is actually um, a, a collective consciousness that channels through this woman. So it is a communication from off-planet, and it explains in detail um, different uh, stages of development of the human experience and what's happening here. So it was, it's very humanly um, uh, useful. So it might talk about, you know, what's going on if, you're, if you have relationships falling away or what's going on if you've lost your job or you're losing your house. And so, you know, our copies were completely tattered and and it really kept us company and was an extreme uh, source of support. So check that out. Um, then I would have to say the Starseed Transmissions by Ken Carey. Oh no, yeah, you're getting fantastic. super out there. You asked me. I know. Me I am, I'm asking you. Go okay, for it. All right. What are you talking about? This is amazing. <laughs> this is an amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. book for anybody who's on the brink of really opening up their spiritual awareness. And it's an old book. It's a little, it's a thin book, but he actually talks about a time uh, on the planet, you know, these times that we're in now and about communities coming together. And while a lot of it may not be exactly literal, um, it's really very, very powerful and beautifully, beautifully written. And also, it is a channeled work um, he received, um, and he actually dedicates the book to a group of trees um, that were on the land where he received this this um, body of work. And then, um, 
just to really make Rich uncomfortable, I'm going to say oh, uh, Bringers of the Dawn, oh, man. Teachings from the Palladians. Um, these are a oh, star God. race, um, and it's right. by uh, Barbara uh, Marcini, Marcinial, Marcinial. Um, really amazing, amazing perspective if you've never even thought, you know, if you've thought beyond your back your backyard fence, like if you've ever managed to look over and, uh, and see what else might be out there. And the Palladian energy is a very, very uh, loving, very soft, very beautiful energy. And um, so check that out. And then I would have to say the entire body of work from the Bihar School of Yoga books. Um, the Bihar School of Yoga was founded in 1964 by Satyananda Saraswati. And he was a disciple of Shivananda who came from Tamil Nadu. Still to this point in my life, they are an incredible source of pure yogic um, teachings and technique. And it is pure and true and... Um, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful body of work. And you can get all of these um, at the, I think it's called biharschoolofyoga.com. If you're a yogi, you must have these books. Right. Well, I'll put, I'll put links up in the show notes to all of these books to help you guys pick it up. All right. So that's your list. Yeah, that's my list. That's, a, that's an out there list. Is that good list. enough for you? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's your list. It's awesome. <laughs> why are you laughing at I'm me? I'm not because, well, you, you make it easy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of my talents. There are certain rare people who have a powerful voice and know how to use it. My friend Amanda Decadene is one such human. The podcast is called The Conversation because it is the conversation. A groundbreaking series of raw and honest exchanges on the issues that matter most. Mental health, sex, politics, ambition, gender roles, and more. Listen to The Conversation wherever you get your podcasts and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There is so much health information out there. It can feel overwhelming and leave even the most well-intentioned confused about what's what and who to trust. Well, the first person that I call when I'm seeking clarity is my friend and nutrition expert, Simon Hill, host of the fantastic podcast, The Proof. Each week, Simon matches wits with brilliant scientists, translating their evidence-based insights into actionable tools for better well-being. Subscribe to The Proof, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. I'm super proud to announce my next venture, Voicing Change Media. This beautiful consortium of thinkers, storytellers, artists, and visionaries all committed to fostering meaningful exchanges and sharing thought-provoking content. Voicing Change Media will feature shows like The Proof with Simon Hill, Soul Boom with Rain Wilson, Mentor Buffet with Alexi Pappas, Feel Better Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and The Conversation with Amanda Decadene. You can explore this network and all its offerings at voicingchange.media.
All right. Well, a corollary to this question is is other things that we other types of content that we enjoy, whether it's other kinds of books or website resources, podcasts, etc. Um, <clears throat> and in terms of some of the websites that I find myself frequenting to read, I like Brain Pickings, BrainPickings.com. I like Zen Habits, uh, Leo's website, always chocked full of great wisdom. He started a new website called Unschoolery, which is kind of a forum and resource for uh, parents who are, who are homeschooling and unschooling, which has been really great. And what other where, what other things do you read on on the internet? <laughs> you don't I don't have that much time. I know you're going to go to some crazy. No, I would say again, it's like this is this. If this isn't for you, then just you know laugh and don't pay attention. But if this is for you, I mean, we the, our life is now. You're like, not going to say like the Huffington Post. You're going to say. Of course, I'm not going to say the Huffington <laughs> Post. Why would I? <laughs> I don't. I don't really troll the internet for whatever. Um, no, I mean, this is, it's, our life is now. The time for transformation is now. And, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And I'm not really in a place anymore where I feel I have to apologize for that point of view. I'm not asking it's like, you to apologize. No, it's incredible. And it's like, people are asking for more information. I just gave them like my best, like that, mm-hmm. like that's the truth. It's, and so in order to be, you know, authentically in service and really serve, I have to, I have to offer, you know, what's true without I'm not being, asking you to do anything other than that. Uh, well, okay. So <laughs> All right, here there's we go. two websites um, <laughs> that I think are amazing. And it's actually, um, and again, you'll know if you're this person, if you're this person, you're going to be going, ah, oh, thanks, Julie. Thank you so much. So you're welcome. I tell you you're welcome. And if it's not for you, then, you know, you won't, you won't hear it and you won't be able to find it anyway. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the most amazing resource. Okay. This is for anyone who is in, is at that moment or experiencing extreme health situations. I'm talking about life or death situations. Um, just anything. If you're on that brink of spiritual transformation, um, check out Lisa Renee at energeticsynthesis.com. She has been a dear mentor of mine and of my family. Rich and I would not be standing here as well as we are were it not for her. She is com- um, very, very in service to humanity. It is a very advanced perspective on spirituality. So um, if you're one of those people, um, there it is. Um, and if you would like things in a little bit lighter um, package, there is an amazing uh, woman on the East Coast. Her name is Lauren Gorgo, and she has a site called Think With Your Hot. Uh, thinkwithyourheart.com, I think she has now, Mm thinkwithyourheart.com. And she sends out a monthly newsletter and um, has a very beautiful sense of humor and lightness about her, even though she's talking about some of these very dire, um, you know, situations that are happening on planet Earth, you know, all over the world, which, you know, it is a very intense time out there. So I hope that's helpful. And also, Srimati.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your website. For the deeper of for the deeper story. But I haven't been posting there because I was finishing the cookbook and I'm trying to organize my nine, my eleven family members at the house, but I will be hitting I will be starting to step up spiritual communication and stuff on that site in two thousand fifteen. So All right. And I would say that uh, to supplement that, um, I like to read fiction at night. I, I can't I have a really hard time reading like how to uh, type stuff in the evening, like when I'm trying to wind down <clears throat> and I really enjoy great books. So I just finished reading, uh, one Q 84 by Murakami, which I highly suggest. 
It's like a thousand pages. It took me a while to read it, but it was great. And now I'm reading Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, which I am loving right now. Uh, and I'm all, and on the how-to front, I'm reading Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Uh, I just cracked it, so I can't really give a full review on that. But those are just a couple of the things that I'm looking at right now. In terms of podcasts, people want to know what kind of podcast do you listen to? Well, I think own. our family – what? No. We listen to cereal. Well, right? everybody listens to cereal. That's like, that's hardly, that's like, that's hardly like news. Yeah. All right. Cereal, of course. I mean, I love, I love WTF with Mark Marin. He's my interview hero. I think that guy's fantastic. I love the way that he speaks to people. So that's really always kind of like at the top of my list. But I also listen to Radio Lab. I love uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It's fantastic. And I listen to Tim Ferriss's show and James Altucher's show. And I love uh, Off Camera which is great kind of long form conversations with your favorite filmmakers and actors. Um, <clears throat> it's Sam Jones and I interviewed him for the podcast that's coming up in a couple of weeks, which is great. He's a photographer and a documentary filmmaker and he has this show off camera, which is also a television show on direct TV, but he does it as a podcast and um, he does a really nice job. So I enjoy that. The, the latest one was with Jeff Bridges, which was fantastic. And the one with Matt Damon was really good. They're both amazing. So, so yeah, like we have to be. Um, and then the second corollary to this question is uh, a couple emails came in about um, resources, online resources or books for people that are looking to step into getting plant powered, right? Like how do I, what, where can I go online? What other books, um, resources uh, can I avail myself of that will help me make this dietary shift? And if you listen to this show, you know that we recommend our Ultimate Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition course at mindbodygreen.com. We're really proud of that, and I think that that's very helpful. Of course, Finding Ultra and our cookbook that's coming out this spring, The Plant Power Way. If you do have a copy of Finding Ultra, you will notice in the appendices that I have a huge bibliography of all these books, as well as a long list of website resources um, that are all really helpful. Uh, but if you don't have a copy of the book, maybe you should just pick it up, right? But Now's the time. But, uh, Why wait? Yeah, I mean, some of those would be, I mean, anything by Dr. Neil Barnard is great. The books by Brendan Brazier are great. The books by Rip Esselstyn, um, <clears throat> The Engine 2 Diet, My Beef with Meat, Brendan Brazier's Thrive series, uh, Neil Barnard's book, books on reversing diabetes are fantastic. Of course, uh, T. Colin Campbell's books, Whole and the China Study. Uh, Dr. Esselstyn's book, Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, is amazing. Kathy Freston's books are, are good and kind of very user-friendly. Uh, Joel Furman, Eat to Live. Let's see, as far as websites, pcrm.org. That's Neil Barnard's site. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine is fantastic. Uh, NoMeatAthlete.com is good. ForksOverKnives.com. Engine2Diet.com. NutritionStudies.org, which is... Uh, T. Colin Campbell's foundation website. And my favorite is nutrition, nutritionfacts.org, which is Dr. Michael Greger's site. So yeah, those should keep you busy Great DVDs for a while. that he can right. send your way. Yeah, and all so, the videos there. And for any of you yogis who are interested in Ayurveda or in uh, sort of studying d more deeply the role that yoga plays in lifestyle, um, you can check out a workbook on uh, living a high pranic life at swamahiman.org it is uh, written by his holiness vidya dishananda and uh, i attended a workshop and i'm actually cooking out of this uh, cookbook and it's quite a 
treasure of information, and you can only get it on their website. Very good. All right. Before we get to the next question, I wanted to uh, do an addendum to our last Q&A. Remember when uh, I read a question by a guy called Pete, and he claimed to be a recovered alcoholic? And I went, recovered? Yes. How do you do that? Well, he he heard me. (laughs) He heard me say that, and he sent in a clarification, right? So. A brief response to your response. I used the quote-unquote recovered word for a specific reason. The big book tells us numerous times that we do recover and suggests that we be introduced to the new man as, quote, someone who has recovered, close quote. I am sponsored by a big book thumper whose belief is that if we no longer suffer from the hopeless state of mind and body, we are recovered, never cured. Just food for thought. So that makes sense. I I like that, that, Pete. Thanks for clarifying that. Thank you for that. And apologies if you took my statement before the wrong way. I didn't mean any offense to that. No, but it's good that he clarified it. Right. Um, How about a little specific nutrition question? Okay. So this is from Ron. Hi, Ron. Ron Ron B. Hi, Ron B. (laughs) He says, uh, have you, well, there's a bunch of stuff here, but he says, have you found yourself cutting back on your carb intake during this plant-based journey? The thought of cutting back on carbs slash pasta is a little scary. So I think what's behind this question is kind of there's this low carb movement right now, cut out the carbs. And there's a little bit of confusion here because I think there's a difference between reducing your carbohydrate intake versus reducing your intake of kind of empty, uh, nutritionally poor sources of carbohydrate, like the pastas or the crackers white or the bread. white rice and the white bread and all these sorts of things, right? So where do you stand So, on I mean, this? I would say, I think that, okay, so the, the, correct, the correct way to form the question would be for whom and when. So I don't know where you are in your journey, you know, into plant-based nutrition, but it's all a journey and, you know, it's not black or white, it's gray and it it evolves kind of at its own pace. But I would say that as you start to eat more whole foods that are are organic, local, in season, um, you will find that you will be craving those things less and less and less. Okay. But I will tell you that being a pasta lover myself and having traveled extensively in Italy and Rich and I used to host these beautiful uh, yoga retreats in the Italian countryside and the food was insane. <laughs> um, so the idea of, of never eating, you know, a pasta again was not, not a very beautiful thought to me um, when I went completely vegan. But I will say that there is a, an amazing product and a lot popping up now, but in particular one, and uh, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Is it exotic? It's uh, uh, It's called Asian Exotic or ExoticAsian.com, yeah. something like that. And there's a hyphen in it. I can't yeah. remember because I was looking it up. You're talking about the mung bean yeah, and the and tzuki bean pasta. Yeah, right? it's incredible. And they make like a fettuccine out of mung bean and all it is is mung bean. Um, the same thing, they have adzuki spaghetti, they have black bean spaghetti, and they have um, brown rice, pad thai noodles. So start looking, look online. Actually, I know for a fact you can get it on Amazon. So you can click through the ritual doc. Um, through ritual.com, click on the Amazon banner and go source your pasta online. Try these products out, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think you're going to be quite inspired. Um, I just can't say enough uh, 
I really feel gluten is not good for us. And I don't, I don't really even care if you're gluten sensitive or not, because I thought that I wasn't for a very long time. And the way that our uh, wheat uh, source and, you know, other kinds of breads are being produced in the U.S. at least, um, you don't want that stuff in your body. Um, and the workbook um, that I mentioned from the the uh, Vedic monk that I studied with, um, he feels very, very strongly about gluten and what it's doing to the body. So try to get off it and, uh, and try to find cleaner sources. And um, I have some amazing pasta sauces and uh, dishes that are coming in the plant power way that I think you will enjoy. Right. So first of all, I found uh, the website. It, it's explore.asian. Oh, com. Explore hyphen Asian.com. Explore. Okay. Yeah. So they have all these Izuki bean pastas and all different kinds of pastas made out of beans and, mm-hmm. and they're very low carb and low fat and high protein. So it's a complete win across the board. But I think in terms of, of, you know, of reducing your carbohydrate intake, I think a better question is trying to increase, increase the nutritional density of the foods that you're eating. So, um, you know, I'm not a proponent of like cutting fruit out of your diet. I think that, you know, a prudent amount of food, fruit in your diet is a fantastic thing. And I'm more a proponent, excuse me, of cutting out uh, nutritionally poor foods, foods that are high in calories or high in carbohydrates, but don't processed really have foods. any, yeah, or processed and don't really have any nutritional value. So I think that's really the greater focus mm-hmm. of, of your inquiry. Um, in terms of gluten, certainly experiment with removing it, pay attention to how you feel. Uh, the hybridized wheats and grains that we're eating these days are certainly not the grains of our grandparents. Uh, they've been stripped of a lot of their nutritional uh, value. <clears throat> and in so doing, there has been an increase in the gluten content, among other things that are being shown to be maybe not so not good. Not so good. For us. No, and the, I so. heard another thing recently actually and I didn't read this myself so I heard it, you know, third party, but um, I heard that uh, that in order to kill the wheat and make it easier to harvest, it's being sprayed with Roundup, which is a, an extremely toxic poison. So it's just not well, great that's, things. Well, that's how Monsanto sort of does this whole thing. They create a seed that's Roundup resistant, and then they can spray they spray oh. Roundup on it. So it's it's all vertically integrated. It's so they create they create the the GMO of the seed, the genetically modified seed, is specifically conceptualized and conceived so that it can withstand the Roundup. that pesticide. That's it's the whole horrible. point. That's, that's most of the point of why of why they're doing this. So anyway, yeah, all Horrifying. the more reason why you should look for, you know, obviously if it's certified organic, it won't mm-hmm. have that. But, you know, when 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 you can, well, then yeah. that's what you should be offering. And also for. look for heirloom grains. And the good news is is there's a lot of creative, amazing people that are getting on this. And, you know, I know we live in California, so we have access to a lot of things, but there's a lot of people developing new New, improved, creative, you know, healthy food. So um, I have faith in us. We'll, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a question from Cecilia. I don't know if she wants to be. Uh... Hi, Cecilia. Hi, Cecilia. It's she nice wants to be name. anonymous, so I will assume that she does. Hi, Rich. I really enjoy your show, and I'm so thankful for it. I have transformed from eating junk and being an alcoholic to being a green juice machine runner and surfer. I lost 30 pounds within a year's time. 
I'm now running long distances once a week and running 30 to 40 miles per week. A few folks are worried I'm running too much. I want to run for the rest of my life without getting injured. How can I? How much can I run per week? I may want to be an ultra runner. You're so inspiring, going with the flow and surf, surfing the wave that comes my way. Happy 2015. So, all right. So a few folks are worried I'm running too much. Those few folks. I wonder yes. if those few folks are I think the, the same few folks we know. <laughs> no. The folks that are that are projecting onto you their worry about how much you're running uh, is saying a lot more about who they are and what's going on with them than about you, right? So what is going on with them that it's important for them to be kind of levying judgment upon something that seems to be working for you? I think that's the first thing to think about. I'm not, you know, we don't know these people. Maybe you are running too much. I don't know. Um, but I think that it's important to develop a sense of self where you start to uh, know what's right for you and have the wherewithal and the self-esteem and the self-confidence to rely on that, trust on that, and uh, and act upon that irrespective of what other people are yeah, telling like you you should is, or shouldn't do. How is your energy level? How is your balance? Are you, you know, getting injured? Um, are you, you know, missing... Uh, experiences that are important in your life with your children, your partner, your kids, your lover, um, or are you just running a lot? <laughs> so you have to, you have to say. Well, running 30 to 40 miles per week is, is not like running a hundred miles a week. That's, no. that's not that huge of a time commitment. Yeah. I think that, it's, that it is important. It's impressive. Yeah, it's great. Don't get me you wrong. You should be I'm very proud and, and happy with I'm not running 30 or 40 miles uh, a week. How you've, uh, how you've changed your life around. And it's funny. It's, uh, it's the joke that I always say, like nobody's concerned and worried about you when you're eating junk food all day long. <laughs> when you're not running. Because that's comfortable for the community. But once you do something that is a little bit outside the box, even if it's you know in the direction of self-improvement, that sometimes can be threatening to other people. And you would think like when you do something good for yourself and you change for the better that everybody else will notice and give you a pat on the back and say, good job. But that's not always how human behavior works because if you could make that change, then that's a mirror up to that other person showing them that, hey, maybe they could too. And that's scary for a lot of people. So what do they do? Instead of giving you a high five, they'll react negatively because they want to bring you back down. And unfortunately, that happens. So it's about developing the acuity to be aware of when that dynamic is starting to take hold and, and being able to <clears throat> kind of say, okay, this is what's going on. Like, I understand and either extracting yourself out of it or just with that understanding, knowing how to respond accordingly. Yeah. And sometimes it's also, you know, like people don't like change. And so they're trying to figure out how you fit into their image of you of how you were, you know, so they're just mm -hmm. trying to find a place to put you. And you're and you're running a lot, and it's feeling very unsafe to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's not you know, it's kind of human nature, and so you know, it really just comes from that of that fear of that you've broken some boundary, and oh my God, what's beyond that, and mm -hmm. what might I have to look at? Or, what are you doing? Why are you doing? I remember yeah. when I first started because it was very different from our crowd of friends that I would be doing something like that, and they sure. would be like, "You're doing what? Like, well, why are you doing that?" And like, yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. And, Right. And I remember even after your first race and you were like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's next. And the, the people were like, what do you mean? What's next? Go back to work. Mm -hmm. It's over, you know? So people just, I don't know. And, you know, we're all just doing the best we can. So right. I'm sure those people really do care about you. And I'm sure that they're just trying to find their balance. So just stay neutral, find your own truth, 
and send in love and compassion. It is true. You do want to be careful not to run too much. Don't too run soon, too much. Because you can get injured. So you have to be very, very cautious and judicious about how you increase your running volume. And it should be done very responsibly and incrementally with rest days and rest weeks built in so that you allow your body to slowly adapt and heal from the training that you're doing. What you will find is that your heart and your lungs will develop more rapidly than the tendons and the ligaments in your legs, right? So that's where injury comes in because you feel like you can you can keep going, like your 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 breath is good, your heart feels good, you want to go, but you haven't put in enough miles for the ligaments in your knees and your ankles and everything like that to kind of adapt, and that's where trouble comes in. So mm. when in doubt, do err on the side of doing a little bit less, and that will pay dividends in the long run. Have anything to add to that? Well, I guess I would just say that, you know, listen to your body. Your mm-hmm. body knows. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun one from Joe. Do you think it's possible for someone to be on a healthy plant-based lifestyle while still consuming a vegan alcohol if that person is not troubled by alcoholism? And to that I say, if I was not an alcoholic, I would get drunk every day. <laughs> so knock yourself out. Yeah, I think it's... You know, I, I can't really like... Listen, if you don't have a problem with alcohol and, and you, you would, have a glass of wine... like. But do you have a problem with alcohol? No, I'm kidding. But only an alcoholic would ask that question. No, I, I'm no, not I don't an alcoholic. Know. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I would say that it's a process. I, w- I wouldn't worry about it. I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying great, you know, vegan, organic alcohol. That's awesome. Good for you. And uh, I think that the more the more you tap into your spiritual connection and the more that you connect with living your authentic self and eating amazing foods, I find that that tendency just falls away. But it doesn't mean you will never drink again in your life. Or But you, it becomes, it's sort of like it's just a side symptom. So... I wouldn't worry about it. I'd just be yourself and enjoy how great you're feeling. Here's an interesting aspect of his grammar choice and syntax in this question, though, because he says, he says, uh, do you think it's possible for someone to be on a healthy plant-based lifestyle while still consuming vegan alcohol if that person is not troubled by alcoholism? So does that mean that that person has alcoholism, but it just doesn't trouble them that much? <laughs> <laughs> or does it mean that they don't have alcoholism? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You but I'm just ways. happy that he's yeah. on the path. And so, so. yeah, listen, if you, you want to have a little alcohol and it doesn't interfere, the, the question really is, is it interfering with your, is it, is well, it undermining the quality of your life? Do you wake up the next day and feel lousy and, and not able to be as present and productive in your life? That's really yeah, the only thing. I and mean, if not, then. But I mean, let me share from not being an alcoholic, because everything that we talk about on the show is always from, an, you know, you're sharing your addict's perspective, an, it right? Really it's annoying. all in that. No, it's fine. But it's like, you know, for me, um, you know, I use plenty of drugs and alcohol more than most people should. And oh, my God, I'm lucky I'm alive, quite frankly. You still I grew, No, I did in high school. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, I was done with drugs by like 11th grade. <laughs> So it's a, I grew up in a very, very, very uh, wild town and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff went down and I wouldn't recommend it for anybody, but I survived and, you know, it was part of my mastery, I, I, I suppose. Um, but the way that, you know, just rec- recreational wine drinking, because it is, you know, it's a social, it's a social, you know, event, you go out, you have a drink, you know, even 
uh, I was drinking, you know, I always like to drink good quality because I was so sensitive and I would, you know, not feel well the next day. But I would just say that as I started practicing more and more yoga and meditating and eating better, then I started noticing just how, how I really didn't feel like I was at the top of my game the next day. And I would think to my, you know, feel to myself, why did I drink? Why did I drink? And it, it was a lot of time of me asking myself, why did I drink? Because I really didn't feel good the next day. And then when I tapped into a certain amount of, of sort of life force and this kind of connection to consciousness from practicing yoga on a regular basis and meditating on a regular basis, that I could say that 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 need or that desire simply fell away from me and I no longer desired it. And, you know, you say to me often, you know, you should drink, you know, have a drink, you know, you should, you can. You make but, it sound like I'm pushing it on you. No, I, but I don't ever do that. No, but you're like, you should, you know, you, you, if I told you I wanted to have a drink, you'd be like, great, have a drink <laughs> because right, well, I'm I don't not care an addict. One way or the other. No, but I'm just saying that I don't have the desire. It doesn't exist in me. And I can't even remember the last time I took a drink you know, of anything. Before then, it was like an occasional half a glass of champagne at some special event. You know, now it's just not, it's just, it's just not how I want to be. I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel myself in full force. Mm-hmm. So I think... So what is it? What is the advice or the recommendation? No, I just think it's, I think it's, it's his own path. I think it will have its own trajectory. And if he's truly not, if he's truly not an addict, then as he develops deeper and deeper aspects of himself and connects more deeply to himself, it, it will likely fall away or it will likely be only an occasional thing. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right. Might not be. He's his Good own person. Enough. Yeah. Well said. I mean, I, I can't express an opinion from that side of the fence because I don't have experience with that. It's okay because I you already know. did. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's all the time we have today. That's We're going to wrap it up. That's yeah. all? Uh-huh. We've gone okay. an hour. That's good. That's good. So uh, thanks for Thanks for having me on your show, Ritual. Jaunt along with us today. It's been a pleasure. Good. Thank you for doing it. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys are enjoying this Q&A format, let us know either way. Like, what, you know, what do you guys want to hear? Is this working for you? Is it not working for you? What are your suggestions? We're open. This show is uh, an evolving organic organi- organism, and uh, we're open to your ideas. Uh, <clears throat> if you uh, do have questions you want answered, we are going to continue to do this, so please send me your questions. Uh, if you want to get your plant-powered diet and nutrition program jacked up, what do you do for that, Julie? You, go you to the, tell you me. Go to the, <laughs> you go to the Ultimate Guide for Plant-Based oh, Nutrition on MindBodyGreen.com. And uh, it's the new year, new year, new you, 2015. You have goals, you have resolutions, but most people, they don't really know how to pursue those goals properly mm-hmm. or, you know, follow through. And that's why most people abandon those resolutions by mid-February, right? That's right. So how do so we avoid that? To keep going. Well, I've got a couple resources for you that I think might be helpful uh, in my Art of Living with Purpose course, which is all about getting connected with your higher self, learning how to set and properly achieve goals. And that's my second course at mindbodygreen.com. Both those courses uh, are on the homepage. Just click video courses at the top of the homepage menu and you can learn more. For all your plant power provisions, go to richroll.com. We got t-shirts, we got swag. We got some tech t-shirts, running tech t-shirts with the leaf pattern on them. Those are pretty cool. We got digital products. Julie told you about her meditation program. We have a digital 
cookbook called Jai Seed. That's pretty awesome. We can uh, keep you company until be, the other one comes out. Yeah, we're going to be coming out with uh, pre-order incentives for our new cookbook, The Plant Power Way, pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. So I know that you guys have lots of choices for your content, and I appreciate you guys tuning in and giving us a listen. If you're enjoying the show, please give us a review on iTunes. Use the Amazon banner ad at richroll.com for all your Amazon purchases. Thank you so much to all you guys who have been doing that. And if you want to go back into the early shows, the back catalog of the RRP, the best way to do that is to get our free iOS app in the iTunes app store. Just search Ritual and it'll pull it right up. So that's it. Let's close it down. It's amazing. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, you guys. We will see you back. Happy 2015. Yes. Peace. Plants. Namaste. Namaste.